All right, welcome back to TwinCast, my football fanatics. All right, so um, we just recently finished the NFL draft, which I know everyone was excited for and I thought was a success. All our teams have hope. We'll see who makes the team and whatnot. So now we want to head on because immediately, immediately after the draft was a bunch of players getting signed, undrafted free agents. So they also get an opportunity to make the 53-man roster. Um, so we want to talk about today why some of these players – go undrafted, um, and the importance of undrafted free agents. So why? Uh, one thing, reason why some of them go undrafted is you can only fit 53 people on your roster at the end of the day. So with the new CBA rules, they're actually allowing you now to have 55 players on the roster. Oh, the roster police. And it, well, they're, they're adding two new, two more players because they're going to be adding an extra game, not this season, but starting next season, but this season they are also going to add one extra playoff team. So they changed a couple of the rules, and that's one of them. Well, and still, even though, you know, you come into camp and whatnot with a lot more players from the draft and then drafted on your roster, there's still only limited space for a football team. Because think about the percentages of how many people actually their dream is to make the NFL and how many well, don't even ever even make it into week one. And with that limit, with limited roster space, there's no way you could have 10 tight ends on one team. Yeah, that's why you cut it down. Okay, I was just I was just wondering. Or we could add five quarterbacks into thirty <laughs> living walking thirty for thirty. Hey, we we got, we got three quarterbacks better than your starter, bro. Uh, yeah, good one. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Okay, and then next, also there's a uh, for some people they go and draft because there's not enough game film on them. I mean, think of smaller programs like when you're going to draft a tight end out of Dayton, Ohio. I mean, there's not much game film. I didn't even know that was a football program. Hey, how's, how's Adam Shaheen doing? But Oh, eat the burrito, Kini. What Trubisky have three? No, three, but, on, but three honestly, when it comes to that, though, college, no, but seriously, there is not enough film for. I mean, a lot of these smaller schools and people could act like, "Oh, I've watched all their games at college or this or that." Like Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, no, you didn't. I mean, and then even with that limited film on some for some of these smaller programs, look at the competition they're playing. Well, another thing too with the film, so COVID affected a lot of small school players this year because. Players who hired agents or who wanted to have pro days or what you said, if they didn't have enough film, a lot of them weren't even able to have pro days this year. A lot of them couldn't go and meet the teams and they didn't get to see a lot of footage of them because COVID basically impacted that. Well, and some of them don't even have agents. Yeah. Yeah. Too. So, and then even if they did have agents, if you can't actually go physically meet them in person because well, of COVID. Let, and let's be real, a pro day is to make anyone look good. Oh, yes. You're, you're, Especially quarterbacks. You're choosing the plays. Your routes are scripted. You know the drills. Um, you choose the receivers. Um, also, injuries is a huge one. Like, I, for instance, I think Thaddeus Moss slipped a little bit and what is undrafted instead of being drafted because he had injuries. Yeah. Well, or I, even look at the uh, receiver who was drafted out of Colorado. He slipped because of injuries during his combine. And a little bit off topic, because it doesn't have to do with undrafted free agent, but another free agent, Cam Newton's better than half the starters in the NFL. I mean, let's be real. The guy went to a Super Bowl. He won an MVP. He's athletic as they come. He just has a big injury history. And because he can't meet with teams right now, no one has signed him. Well, and what do they say, though? If you get injured in college, you're going to get injured at the next level because everybody's more skilled. And more well, let's, at, let's just ask Carson Wentz. Quicker, smarter. Yeah, well, and that's he's, like, he's like a walking operation. A walking <laughs> operation. <laughs> yeah, that operation game. Okay. Good joke, Corey. But anyway, so if, if you have injuries in college, a lot of times, especially if it's more than one on a certain body part too and whatnot, and you can't stay healthy, which as we always say, availability is the best ability, then some teams are going to hesitate to waste a draft pick on you. They might bring you in to be undrafted and see, hey, is this 
going to be, you know, is this injury history, is this going to keep continuing once he gets to the pros or is this kind of bad luck kind of thing with the injuries or whatnot and how serious what, were the injuries? Well, I think with the injuries also, that could be paralysis by analysis because sometimes they look too deep into their mm-hmm. injury history and they don't give them a chance. I mean, let's say, seriously, yeah, look at Miami, what they did with him. I mean, sometimes people get scared and rightfully so, but if you're not going to give someone a chance to recover, I mean, you have to take risks to get the big rewards. Yeah, high Um, risk, high reward. And then there's also, this isn't even just with the COVID, but for some players, some of them, and they are talented, but there's only so many people that get invited to even the senior bowl, that get invited to the combine. So some players, they don't get, they weren't invited to participate in NFL combine combine and again a lot of them couldn't have pro days this year so if you're not invited to the combine that's probably i mean it's hard if you don't have enough game film you don't get invited to combine in front of the nfl scouts and coaches then you're probably gonna go undrafted well we're gonna when you could show off your talent and we're gonna go through it later in the episode but there's always hidden gems that are undrafted free agents Um, so just because you don't get drafted doesn't mean you will not make a squad or be successful in the nfl exactly um a huge one attitude or personal problems off of the field keeps a lot of people from getting so character issues yeah exactly because i mean sometimes a you know a way to look at it is like if you're going into a good organization and system the end because their kids coming from college like hey you know maybe we could kind of lead them on the right path they could change their personality issues but sometimes if you're getting several arrests um if you're just acting a fool off the field then well it's not worth the risk for a lot of clubs i mean why would you want to spend thousands or millions of dollars on a player and they might not even be on your team next year because they might get well, trouble with the law. Exactly. And if they have attitude problems already, you that could kind of correlate into where, okay, they're just going to get that guaranteed money from that first contract, go blow it, go party like a fool and not know what to do with it and then not work as hard as they work to get to the NFL. I mean, you have certain teams like the Cowboys who will take any convict on their squad. The old Bengals. But the old Bengals did that. But, but I mean, look at it now. It works out sometimes. Antonio Brown's the most talented receiver in the NFL. And he's not even on a roster because of character issues. So it definitely weighs heavy. And then also another one, um, it kind of, you know, a lot of these go hand in hand, but with uh, not enough film and from like a smaller program, a lot of these players, they're just, you know, typically undersized for the position when it comes to playing that position in the NFL. They're undersized, undervalued and overlooked. Oh, I can't stand that. I The measurables. They, the combine is literally, it has nothing to do with how they play on a football field. I don't care how fast someone runs. I don't think bench press equates to football at all. I don't jumping high. The combine uh, is just glorified and glamour. That's like when you see like somebody like looking like Kim Kardashian at first look, it's the glamour, you know, they, they look, they look fine. But then sometimes, you know, there's, there's personality that does go behind that. Well, and something I, you realize as you get older, it's not just looks. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's it's a the difference same thing with these athletes in tights or spandex that go running these athletes that are trying to go to the NFL. Like, Oh, look what they did. In this drill, like, okay, I don't care. What do they do in their pads during a game? Well, nowadays, quarterbacks keep getting drafted that head. I mean, who who just got – Jordan Love did not have a good college career. And he was on a small school. How did Utah he get – Utah State. He gets picked over Jake Fromm. That's, that would have never happened in the past. I mean, they're picking players off potential because mm-hmm. of their athleticism versus where they played, you, what they like did. They're going, like, you know, it's like they're going on, like, speed dates. When they see Kim Kardashian at one of the tables, they're going to go up to that table. I mean, you could vouch for it. Mitch Trubisky did not have a better career than Deshaun Watson oh, in college. Oh, hell no. I wanted Deshaun. I, I mean, I love Trubisky. He's on the Bears. But he support. got picked for I potential. wanted Deshaun Watson. I was so excited. I was like, we're going to get Deshaun Watson. He's a born leader. He wins. He goes to the championship, puts up all these st- like stuff you can't coach leadership and winning. And we took a guy 
from a basketball school and moved up to draft him and he only started one year? Do people forget? All because he was a backup to a senior year to a guy who didn't even make the NFL who was an ex I would much rather take a guy who has football speed, football IQ than a fast guy. <laughs> <laughs> at a well, combine. The thing who, is, anyways, I would rather like you're gonna miss out on draft picks. I'd rather miss out on somebody who was a stud in college, like put a, actually have the stats to back it up and the eye test how they performed on the field than somebody who was like, well, they weren't that good in college, but look how good they could be. No, I'd rather take the guy who was. Good. What and you want it to, as for quarterbacks, you want to take a winner. Yeah. Um. So then the next point is the risk outweighs the reward. That's a lot of times why some people go undrafted. So that goes along with personal problems off the field and whatnot. If somebody. Like the guy from Mississippi State, he got drafted, but he punched and broke his quarterback's jaw. Oh, Gay, his last name's Gay. Yeah, and and there's a guy that the Bears just signed. He's as if they said he's a poor man's Isaiah Simmons. He was the next best linebacker, and he fell because of punching his quarterback and a couple others. Who knows? Maybe the quarterback deserved it. Who knows? Charles from LSU, one of their offensive linemen, he got picked late because of the same concept. Well, and then, uh, and if you have character issues, then a lot of times it does it doesn't change when you go to the NFL. Sometimes it gets worse. Because you're not the big man on campus anymore and you can't get away with that anymore. And, I mean, the Bears just signed an undrafted free agent from uh, Western Illinois who did the same exact thing. He got into a fight either at his junior college or Western Illinois punched the guy in practice. So that's probably why we did go undrafted. What, what, a lot of times, too, with the character issues, the reason they don't go drafted or get drafted is because their college coach does not speak very highly of them. Because most coaches reach out to the college coaches or teammates and they kind of ask, you know, like, what's... What's up with this guy? How come he's slipping on draft boards and whatnot? And they'll literally tell him, hey, well, he has this, this, and this. That's what's kind of crazy. Nick Saban was saying how he's kind of shocked how more coaches don't call him to ask about his players. And it's like, dude, it's Nick Saban, the best college coach. And you're taking someone from Alabama, so it's usually typically a top first-round pick. Why wouldn't you call this? See, like, hey, you know, I mean, like, look at Aaron Hernandez. He was acting a fool in college, punching a bar manager at his freshman year of college, getting into that uh, drive-by shooting, and, like, they just – put it under the rug but it's like clearly that translates in nfl those character issues hey winning cures everything if, and then if, uh, if you're a winner it's people look last the other way. one for why some players going drafted that i have is uh though where on the flip side of what we just talked about but where they only perform for one year and it's just raw talent so if they just start playing football or their talent's raw to where it's like hey this guy would take quite a few years in the nfl who knows if he can actually translate so a development a project yeah so that so they go undrafted because like why waste a draft pick if this guy's he's got the raw size talent and skill but He's not, doesn't look like he knows the game well enough for the position. He has a far way to go. I have something to add to that too. So another thing or another reason would be each year it's going to change what teams need. So like this year, was it a very quarterback heavy draft? Oh no, because a lot the, NFL sta- the NFL now. stacked with a lot of young, talented quarterbacks. Some, a lot of teams were not looking for quarterbacks. So what happened? Cam Newton, former MVP, doesn't even have a job yet. Yeah. So then other people fall. And then what happens with that is even if teams need a position. So another example is say a team has a tight end high on their board and there's only four teams that need a tight end. If that team snags that tight end, then the rest of the teams are going to try and either take a tight end or if they don't think it's worth taking from this draft, they won't draft one. So then think of all these other talented tight ends. If they don't need a tight end in the draft, the rest of the teams and they didn't get drafted by the one team that did, they're falling out of the draft. Yeah. And I mean, if, it's like a too, chess match. If you can get a player undrafted, you don't have to give them as much guaranteed money. So if you can get somebody undrafted, why draft him? Well, I know Sean Payton, everyone was wondering why he took Tommy Stevens, why he traded back in the seventh round. And Sean Payton said the reason he did that is he didn't want to have to deal with calling this player with a bunch of other teams trying to convince him to come to New Orleans. If you draft him, they have to come there. Yeah. And so that's one thing when 
it's an undrafted free agent that's a little more riskier. You have to call them with several other people trying to get them to come to yeah. your club. And so you do have to guarantee some money to them. Um, and then they get to kind of choose to if they have a couple calls. So they usually probably will go towards the best system or money. Most money they're getting guaranteed. Um, so just a couple points for the importance of these undrafted free agents. And then we'll just go over some of the key undrafted free agents who can actually make a, in a great NFL career out of it. Um, so importance. These undrafted free agents, they typically have a lot of grit. Like, they're used to being underdogs. Even in college, like, hey, you're not fast enough. You're undersized. You're this and that. And those are the ones you want. Those are the blue-collar Nick Kwiatkowski's, the one you want on your roster. Well, they have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, they show up every and day. So they're, they're always counted out. They're going to work harder than a lot of the players who've always been Oh, who are just off and, raw talent. Yeah. Like, these yeah. guys work twice as hard. So once it hits, you know, once they get it, then they, they're they good. They're going to keep working hard the rest of their career because they have that chip on their shoulder. I went undrafted. Um, also, a lot of these people don't realize a lot of these undrafted free agents, a lot of them are just, they stick around on special teams for years and make a career out of it. And these players, they typically, they push, they're the ones who push the starters at training camp, at practice every week and stuff. Like they make the starters better because these starters who are more talented are basically using them as tackling dummies. Like they're doing their new plays. They're doing everything against these players all season these under free agents are on a practice squad busting their ass just to stay on the roster and these starters are going up against them every day so they're making the starters better if you're facing better competition in practice every day and having to work harder then you're going to be ready on game day yeah so it means a lot to have good backups good practice well, squad players. and you see some of these guys get signed like even uh the two quarterbacks pj walker and T tamu they probably got signed just oh, for, yeah, for practice squad quarterbacks so they could act like a Mahomes who's mobile or something during practice, you know, or Russell Wilson or somebody they can, or Lamar Jackson. They probably have him for practice. Like, hey, we're facing them this week. Lamar Jackson, can you be the Lamar Jackson? So he's probably getting beat up during practice, but he's important to the team. Hey, you ask Chase Daniels, you can make a heck of a living off. Oh, being God, he's how the clipboard made over like $40 million. All right. Also, um, it's the next man up mentality because an in, in average NFL career is three, three and a half years. So if you – these undrafted free agents, they're important because some of them end up making your roster. It's like if the average NFL career is only three years and you have these busts and stuff during the draft, if they keep working hard, then they, they'll have their chance. They could be the next man up. Um, and, that, and then depth is important, obviously. We saw with the Eagles and half these teams, when you have all these injuries going to the playoffs, in the playoffs it's who's the hottest, who's the uh, healthiest. And, um, oh, it becomes a game of attrition at exactly. the end of the season. So depth is huge. And then uh, last point before I go over some key undrafted free agents, there's actually more undrafted free agents in the Hall of Fame than there are number one draft picks. That makes That's insane. Well, first round draft picks have a lot of pressure on them. And a lot of times think of the top draft picks. They end up in a bad situation to begin with. Yeah. So they're, they're supposed to save a franchise. That's I believe not playing it's good. 17 undrafted uh, free agents in the Hall of Fame and only 14 number one picks. So, so some, I'm going to go over some key names of uh, undrafted free agents who had a great NFL career. So this is why when just like when you get late draft picks or these people coming on your team this week, some of them might shock you. They have that grit. They're used to being, you know, um, undervalued or like the underdog and whatnot. So some Hall of Famers that went undrafted is Warren, Warren Moon, the quarterback for the Houston Oilers, who I think he started his uh, career in the Canadian Football League. But he went on to play for like 18 years or whatnot. So he was an undrafted free agent. Then John Randall. I love John Randall. That guy was a beast. Oh, God, yes. D-tackle for the Vikings. And if you want to talk about like a 
human highlight reel when it comes to mic'd up. I wish that guy was mic'd up every game back then because he was hilarious. I'm, I'm sure offensive players were scared. He was that. the Energizer Bunny. He just loved talking, and he had a not never-ending motor. He was well, like an Energizer Bunny on the D-line. I was going to say he backed it up. And then uh, one of my favorite is Kurt Warner. We all greatest know, show on turf. Yep, greatest show on turf. Won a Super Bowl, went to two more. And well, after the Rams, he revived his career in that's Arizona. What I was gonna say. Too. He went to the Giants, struggled. Then he goes to Arizona, brings him to the Super Bowl with Larry Fitz. So Kurt Warner had a and, hell of a Hall of Fame career. And most people know he was working at a grocery store before yep. he was signed by the Rams. But. And then some other notable undrafted free agents. Antonio Gates, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. I believe he was one of the first who like came from a college basketball background, and mm-hmm. he helped transform it. Like along with Tony Gonzalez, well, he was like a wide receiver. David Boston, him, yeah, he helped Big transform body, the receiver. tight end to where it's more than just blocking. One, uh, got to go with the EIU EIU alum Tony Romo. When he was given his chance, he was a gunslinger, man. Like I feel like he's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in Cowboy history. I was gonna say if you don't look at just the stats and like the. You know, obviously didn't win a Super Bowl or many playoff games. The guy was great. If you, I'm telling you, if he had the roster at Dak Prescott as right now, Tony Romo brings the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Don't know if they win it. And if, if they rolled Des Bryant's touchdown, a catch. Yeah, that was BS. But That was their best season. If, if he's playing on the Cowboys right now with the roster they have, I think Tony Romo could take him to the Super Bowl. And he had a great career. Um, James Harrison. That guy's a tank again, another tank. And remember his interception return? Yeah, he has the longest the plays in Super Bowl history. Longest interception return in Super Bowl history. Well, and that was the difference in the game. Yep. Right before then, second half. And Wes Welker, one of Brady's favorite targets. I feel like he changed the slot uh, position. I mean, you don't typically think of short white dudes being like slot receivers in the NFL, but he kind of transformed that. And look at everybody after Brady loves those. It's a copycat league. Edelman, Amendola, you know, like they all come in. Um, somebody else who, if it wasn't for injuries could have had a hall of fame career priest Holmes. well his first three seasons on the chiefs he was unbelievable he clyde, was, Ed, clyde edwards alaire is gonna be the next priest well Holmes. priest Holmes was right up there with lt ladanian tomlinson for who's the best running back each year in afc next jeff saturday center for the colts he's got a super bowl uh london fletcher he had an underrated career the guy was just a tackling machine hey he did his job yeah he was a tackling machine he was he reliable always had a knack for the football jason peters who's obviously He's still looking for a job, I believe. He's 38 years old, old lineman on Eagles, free agent right now, but he's going to be first ballot Hall of Fame. He's one of the best signings. To first ballot Hall of Fame. Arian Foster, the best Texans running back in Houston hey, Texans history. If you if, if you do fantasy football, you know Arian Foster. Oh, he's the best Texans, he dominated for best running years. back in Houston Texans history, but injuries, again, cut his career shorter than it could have been, or should have been, sorry. Drew Pearson, he, he Cowboys Super Bowls in the 90s, a receiver for the Cowboys Super Bowls. Um... People are you? I'm not sure. I wasn't able to. I wasn't alive yet to see his career, but people say he should be a Hall of Famer. Also. Yeah, that's people say it's kind of unfair that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, you also have Chris Harris Jr. Kind of made his career out went, uh, being corner in the Broncos. Yeah, he's been good. And then Josh Cribs. Come on, you got to remember Josh Cribs. He, he had a couple good seasons. Yeah, but I still impact. I still the fact that he went undrafted. Oh yeah, I still yeah. liked him. Like he was. Josh Cribs took the ball to the crib quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Cameron Wake, who's currently looking for a job, I believe he's about 38, 36, but he had a good uh, good career on the D-line. Michael Bennett. Yeah, Michael Bennett. A couple been... Super Bowls there for Michael Bennett. Well, he was part of that defense in Seattle yep. that was the Legion of Doom. Yep. Um, Rod Smith, man, the Super Bowl one for the Broncos, Super Bowl uh, receiver. How did he go undrafted? I don't understand that. And then 
arguably the you, you wouldn't think so because position, but arguably the best undrafted free agent of all time. You could say is Adam Vinatieri. Well, Brady doesn't have all the rings he has. If Adam oh, Vinatieri is not clutch, clutch kicker of all time, look at the amount of Super Bowls they won because of that man. So last thing we're going to touch on. So we went over the importance of undrafted free agents, why some of them go undrafted, and then some notable, six, very successful undrafted free agents who've made hell of a career in the NFL. Um, so now I'm going to go over some who I think could. A- have a big impact and have a decent NFL career over a three-year average uh, from this class. I think the first two are both from Georgia, who've been producing NFL players just like LSU, just like Bama, just like Clemson, just like Ohio State. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker that the Colts scooped up right at, after the draft ended, That's a, he's the best kicker in all college football. I think he had five or six kicks over 50 yards, too. Yeah, he's basically money when he's kicking the ball. Exactly, and, and they need they need that because of uh, Vinatieri's age. You know, if he hasn't retired, he should. Um, and then J.R. Reed, a safety for Georgia, who the Jaguars got, which kind of shocked. And his dad played an NFL receiver, Josh Reed. I'm pretty sure, or was it Josh Reed or Jake Reed? But I'm pretty sure he played for the Bills and Saints. But uh, J.R. Reed, Josh Reed's the one from LSU. Okay, so, but uh, J.R. Reed, he the Jaguars got him, and Georgia had a top five defense. It was their offense that struggled. And you saw their offensive players getting drafted and not the their uh, starting safety on the squad, which I was kind of shocked by. I don't know if it's undersized or whatnot because he is a great, great free agent. Safeties just aren't valued much anymore. Yeah. Um, then you have Bryce Perkins. I like Bryce Perkins because he's one of those uh, – He's one of those quarterbacks who kind may like a dual threat. Yep, and they may use him just on like some option plays, wildcat plays, uh, bring him in to kind of trick the defense, or he may even switch positions to receiver, or whatnot. Could be a returner, um, or even just a good practice squad quarterback, just somebody have. Uh, but he's a quarterback from Virginia that the Rams added, and I like him. I mean, one of the most successful quarterbacks. He put Virginia back on the map in football. They haven't been on the map since Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub was there, and he also. Uh, Helped them beat Virginia Tech, which they haven't done Big in rivalry. how many years. That was awesome last when he beat Virginia Tech. Uh, next one, Lamar Jackson. Not the one you're thinking about, but the one who was a cornerback on Nebraska. Cornerbacks, you can't have enough these days. The Jets signed them because it's a passing league now, and you need depth at corner. If one of your corners goes down, that quarterback's just going to attack whoever he's covering the rest of the game. Just go after that corner, that backup. So you need good corners. Um Next, I got Anthony Gordon, the quarterback from Washington State. The Seahawks picked him up. Um, I was kind of shocked he, he went undrafted. Poten- he has potential. Yeah, I was kind of shocked he went undrafted. He's pretty raw. You know, he hasn't started that. He didn't start too often, or I think it was first year starting. But uh, gunslinger, he threw the ball a lot in that offense at Washington State. And uh, not a bad pickup, you know, just for depth at quarterback. Because, I mean, he could have a high decently high ceiling but he just good backup for quarterback's most important position football and i thought he's going to be a fifth round pick um just two more i Corey, you could touch on both of them michael divinity linebacker from lsu went to the bucks and then thaddeus moss tight end who the redskins picked well up michael LSU. divinity was lsu's leading tackler before he took a break from the program he kind of just took a hiatus he had some things going on and so half the season he wasn't there but he was our leader of the defense great linebacker I mean, we won the championship. We had a good defense. And the thing is, people forgot about him because, hey, he missed half the season. If he does not take a hiatus, if everything goes as planned, he's going to be drafted. And then Thaddeus Moss, boy, did I don't think anyone raised their stock besides Burrow as much as Thaddeus Moss this year because he wasn't even going to be on an NFL squad a couple of years ago besides the fact that he's Randy Moss's son. But he lost some weight. 
He had an injury history. He stayed healthy this year. He became reliable. So so he had to work hard. Great blocker, great pass catcher. I mean, Burrow, we saw it in the playoffs. Burrow went to him several times, and he always caught the ball. Alabama game. uh, So about to wrap it up now, I say uh, I just want to give a shout-out to somebody else that I hope succeeds is uh, Khalil Mack's brother, who also played at Buffalo and is an edge rusher. Um, If he doesn't get signed on our squad, I don't want to be the guy to bring him in and have to cut him. But I hope he does well because that's an awesome story. Um, And then one of my favorite undrafted free agents who's currently on the Bears, also a D lineman who comes in on third downs and makes has an impact is Roy Robertson Harris, who we just actually signed to a contract again this offseason. So for me, Deontay Harris is one because the Saints got him last year undrafted, and he was second in the whole NFL in return yards. Yeah, he he was All Pro, an undrafted rookie who made All Pro team. So with all that being said, guys, just. I know it's and it's very rare. It's like diamond in the rough. It's even like after the third round, it's hard or third or fourth round. A lot of times after the fourth round, it's hard to some of the most of those players don't have an impact. It's kind of a crapshoot, even though draft already is, but it's kind of a crapshoot hoping they make the roster after the fourth round. So undrafted, even even harder to have an impact or make the roster almost because you're not expected to because they didn't put stock in you by drafting you. But they do still give some of these guys guaranteed money to bring them in their camp so they see something in these athletes. A lot of times, like I said, there's reasons for it, undersized, undervalued, small program, character issues, whatnot. But they're still getting a shot. They're still getting a shot. So, And we just named – there's more Hall of Famers in there, and we just named a bunch of notable free agents who were undrafted. A lot of people are like, wow, that person was undrafted. Well, Kyle, you remember Pierre Thomas. He was oh, un- I love Pierre Thomas, U of I. He was fifth running back on a depth Touchdown chart. in the Super Bowl. Yep, when he came in, and even the NFC Championship. I mean, he arguably is one of the reasons the Saints won that yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, I love Pierre Thomas from U of I. I don't know how he went undrafted. Great, great career for Pierre Thomas and got a Super Bowl out of it. And huge impact on that Super Bowl winning team. And so that's what that's uh, what we covered with undrafted free agents today, guys. Next week, Corey, what are we going to get into? So what we're going to touch on next is we're going to kind of go into, we might even do it this weekend. But we're going to go division by division. So each episode will be one division at a time. And we're going to go over each team and give them our personal draft grade based on who they drafted, what their needs were going into the draft, what they possibly need after the draft. But we're just going to go into grades over each division and break it down one division at a time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Go Saints. Who that? Bear down.